0: It's good to see everybody here this morning, and uh, want to welcome you to our Hanging of the Greens service here at New Covenant Fellowship. And we have had services similar to this, but never as a part of our Sunday morning worship service. And so it has been edited a little bit, modified. Uh, did the best I could to try to squeeze it into our time this morning, but I will say it's unrehearsed. It's all live. So we don't know exactly what's going to take place, um, but we do know that with our hearts desiring to worship God, that true worship and sincere worship will take place here this morning as we decorate this building to bring him glory. Um, Why are we doing this? Well, I recently did some reading and a little bit of research about the Christian faith and, and the richness of tradition. Um, and symbolism and ceremony. And so I thought, this, what better season than to implement that rich tradition that we have in our Christmas, uh, Christian faith. So services like this are powerful teaching tools. As we see um, this building take shape and be beautified, it's a symbolism of the beauty of God and how worthy He is. And things that He has created can be powerful instruments to remind us of his glory. And so that's what's going to take place here this morning. And we're also going to do some standing and do some sitting and do some responsive readings um, to basically take a part in the glorious worship of God this morning. So this occasion involves the community of believers joyfully decorating This sanctuary as we sing praise to God and in doing so by God's will, strengthen our hearts, strengthen our adoration and our faith in him as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And it's through Christ that we have fellowship with God It's through Christ that we have fellowship with one another. So we just want to invite everyone here this morning to joyfully and sincerely enter into a time of worshiping Christ, our Savior. So, um, so that we will leave with our hearts enriched and that God will fill this place with his glory. So let's stand with our call to worship and sing. Oh, come all ye faithful. Uh, hopefully you have your song books that were with the bulletins. Because we will not have an overhead this morning. If you don't have a songbook, there might be a few left in the back. Other than that, you might have to share or just sing by heart.
1: And we are going to always sing the first verse, always all together. And the second verse, we're going to alternate with the men uh, and the ladies singing. And so just kind of follow us and... uh, on, on a way in the manger, we're going to have the kids under 18 to sing, and so we're just going to make a joyful noise and worship God.
0: Be seated. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. A spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 through 7. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end a poinsettia flower originally comes from mexico and it's the most popular floral display of the christmas season due to its red and green foliage in North America it's known as the Christmas flower and we see it uh, predominantly at Christmas time here <clears throat> one of the reasons is because of its uh, star-shaped leaf is said to resemble the star of Bethlehem the Christmas star and the red color is to symbolize the blood of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion on the cross Please remain seated as we bring the us forward and continue to worship the Lord in song.
1: We're going to sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing Next. And one of the the third lines of, the, of this first verse is, Joyful all nations rise, join the triumph of the sky. With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. And as I was meditating on that this week, I was thinking about. The nations represented here, even Holland and Japan, and um, the Liberman who have lived all over the East, and many of you that have friends um, in various countries, the, um, um, the blacks that lived in Germany, um, and that all the nations, we ride together to join the angelic choirs that are singing and worshiping around the throne room. And what a mighty thought that is. What an incredible thought that we are literally, when we worship this morning, going to join our voices with angels in heaven. Mm-hmm. So I would just challenge this. I've been challenged, um, as Pastor Paul gave me the songs, we were going to sing to think about the words. Sometimes we suck these songs so many times that we don't always think about the words. So think about them, and uh, we're going to have the sing the second verse and worship with the angels this morning. Mm-hmm.
0: birth of Christ. Luke chapter 2, the first seven verses. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed and all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the lineage of the house of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The nativity, the word nativity is Latin for nativus, which means arisen by birth. It was St. Francis of Assisi who created the very first nativity scene in 1223 in an effort to promote the true meaning of Christmas and worship of Jesus Christ. The most important thing about a nativity is its message. Because our sin requires perfect sacrifice before a holy and just God, our heavenly father sent his own son to earth as a man that he could become that sacrifice. The child who was born to Mary and laid in a manger would one day grow up to die On a cross and rise again so that each person who believes in him may receive forgiveness for sin and eternity in heaven. Please remain seated as we decorate the nativity. Stand for the responsive reading, which can be found in your bulletin. Evergreens, the ancient symbol of God's eternity and everlasting love for us, even after his death. the The wreath round with no beginning or end symbolizes the victory and glory of the fulfillment of scripture in the coming of Christ and the gift of the holy spirit, we praise to God and the, holy spirit. the holly is a symbol of the crown of thorns to be worn by Christ with its red berries representing his drops of blood we We praise God in three. Praise be to God. Please be seated. Celebration of Christ, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. John chapter eight, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of of life. Matthew five sixteen. In the same way, let your light shine before all men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Mark (laughs) sixteen, verse fifteen. And he said to them Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole Of creation, please remain seated as we continue to worship with Psalm.
1: We'll start with verse one. We'll have the ladies on two, and the men on three, and we'll end with the chorus in verse four. While shepherds keep their watch.
0: Evergreens and the candles are in their place. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Amen and amen. amen. <laughs> we did it. But we're not finished our time of worship, but y'all can take your seats. Uh, The Advent wreath is also a Christian tradition that symbolizes the the passage of the four weeks of Advent in the uh, Western church that anticipates the coming of the newborn king. So each week this month, we will light a candle and have a testimony in eagerness of celebrating the Christ child. As Pat's going to come and introduce our Advent theme to us this year.
2: Advent is a time of remembrance and anticipation. We remember and celebrate the coming of Jesus into the world, but we anticipate his second coming. The wreath is made of a circle of evergreen branches laid flat to symbolize eternal life. Four candles stand in the circle. The purple is the traditional color of Lent and symbolizes a time of repentance and, believe it or not, fasting. Purple is also a color for royalty, symbolizing Christ's resurrection and sovereignty. Pink is a lessening of repentance and the beginning of a time of celebration. Each candle represents one of the four Sundays for Advent. The white candle is the Christ candle. It is lit the last Sunday before Christmas. The theme of Advent this year is the old rugged cross. David Kirkendall once said that it was as if the cross was built into the manger. Without the manger, there would be no cross, and without the cross, there would not be a Savior. Dr. Irwin W. Lutzer, I think it's his name, the senior pastor of Moody Church for 36 years, said that the, said in his following or said the following in an article entitled The Manger to the Cross. Everyone loves the baby in the manger. There's something endearing about the story of Mary and Joseph making the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem, only to discover that there was no room in the end. We can almost see the disappointment in Mary's face when she was told that she would have to deliver her baby in a stall. Even the most hardened hearts can be touched by that. The baby himself is a threat to no one, eliciting nothing but nostalgia and compassion. But the meaning of the manger is found only in the suffering of the child who was laid to rest within it. The manger has no particular significance apart from the cross. Jesus was, as one man put it, born crucified. The good news is not just that Jesus was born of lowly esteem, but rather that he was born to bear the sins of many. His death between two thieves was not a tragic condemnation of an innocent man. It was rather the excruciating death and condemnation of a very guilty man. He was regarded as a sinner by his executors, but double so by God, guilty of your sin and mine. There on the middle cross hung the world's greatest sinner. Please don't misunderstand. Jesus was not personally guilty. But though innocent of transgression, he nonetheless received on his person the full weight of our terrible disobedience. Sometimes I hear evangelists say that forgive. That God forgives us because he loves us. Given us the impression that his love is the basis of acquittal. Not so. Yes, he loves us. But apart from the death of Christ on our behalf, he cannot forgive us. We are saved not by God's love, not by God's love, but because he lo- his love made provision by which his holiness could be appeased. We must celebrate this good news at Christmas as well as at Easter. What the world needs to know is not just that Jesus was laid in a manger at Bethlehem, but that he was laid in a tomb outside of Jerusalem, only to rise again on the third day as proof that his work on earth has been accepted by his Father. We have to invite people to join us on this journey, that leads six miles north of Bethlehem to Skull Hill on the outskirts of Jerusalem. For some, the track, spiritually speaking, will be very difficult, but it must be done if they are to be redeemed. Enjoy this Christmas season. Sing the carols with joy and bless others with gifts and laughter. But don't forget that it's not the manger that saves us. It is not the birth of a baby that reconciled us to God, but the death of a man who came to save his people from their sins. Only this message that offers the world, that offends the world, will save the world. For your families and friends that do not know Christ, do not know that he is indeed the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, I encourage you, during this season to invite them to join us on this journey that leads six miles north of Bethlehem to Skull Hill on the outskirts of Jerusalem.
3: I hope I can go slow enough so that when I get nervous I read really fast, so I'm going to try to slow it down. My candle is called Hope. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Psalm 75, 1 says, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. For those of you who do not know me, I was married to my ex-husband for almost 20 years. When he didn't want to be married or tied down anymore, and it happened right after Christmas. Nothing I could do was able to change anything. Counseling did not work because he was not interested in that. I was fearful for my future as I had two boys to raise on my own, and how could I manage by myself. But along with my prayers and my family and this church, my God provided. At another time, I was faced with losing my job, to no fault of my own, and again, I was fearful that I would lose my home. But in two days, I was offered another job. Again, my God provided. Then a little over two years ago, I broke my ankle and I had surgery, and I would work for six weeks. Two weeks I had covered by my vacation time, but the other month, no income. But the bills kept coming, but my God provided. Using my church family and my own family and my friends, um, God provided and blessed me in so many ways. And just some examples I've been given wood, a wood shed to cover the wood, help with home improvement and repairs, help with my roof on my lawnmower shed that was rotting and falling in all dear servants of God much like God provided for me he provided for us all in the form of the hope of Jesus Christ who was born to teach us his ways but more importantly he provided us the gift of salvation and everlasting life with him if we believe God is the great I am he is all the things that we need he is our maker he is the Lord Almighty the Holy One the Redeemer he is not unreachable he is near as close as you will let him be He works through other people to show us his love. He will meet your needs as no earthly relationship can. He is all that you need at all times, in all ways. He is the Prince of Peace and King of Glory, my hope.